Alright, this is Liminal Space Podcast, your soundtrack to transition. I'm Edward. I am Will. And we are the Oreo Boys combined. Yes, sir. You're probably wondering what the word liminal means, why we don't like vowels for some reason. <laughs> and it's simple. Liminal is a word for transition. It's that feeling in between there and the next thing where there's nothing. It's, it's like a road trip. You know, yeah. it's the space in the road trip when you're in a car with your family and you're not going you're like going somewhere but you're not there yet that's that's liminal you got a better analogy than i do you pretty much hit it you know it's that that transition period where you're not here nor there but you're in between and liminal space is our platform as an ode to music birthed out of that spirit of liminality that spirit of transitional nothingness where we're finding the things that have been an outlet for us so that we can push through and make it to the next thing the things that shaped us informed us and allow us to exist in that space so mm -hmm. to do that we've come up with two ways this is the second the podcast and the other is the radio show it's our way of allowing music, the music itself and the context around it to build up, make sense and push us through liminality and transition. And so to do that, we coin ourselves as the Oreo boys, which sounds like it should be a joke. And it kind of is, <laughs> but it's a really important thing to the both of us. Yeah. And it's entirely your idea. I remember you said it the first time yeah. and I was like, Yo, <laughs> yeah i don't know when me and ed first met up we both like connected on the idea that we're you know we're we're african-american males who are different i guess and we were called oreos when we were young we grew up in white contexts and we're unique to the i don't know typical african-american um and so i thought it would be cool to kind of flip this term oreo and make it our own and make it I don't know, because people are so much more complex than what they what they appear to be. And I think what really matters is those complexities. Those are the beautiful things about us are those complexities. And so I, I really do feel like Oreo Boys is a is a dope way to kind of celebrate the fact that we are different and we're all different, not just within within an African-American context, but everyone, every one of us has complexity to us that should be celebrated and i feel like oreo was a dope way to to celebrate it and to flip that t that term from a negative thing to a, a really dope thing you got anything to add to that my biggest thing i like the analogy a lot because what's the best part of an oreo exactly that that, that cream it's, the middle. it's, it's that <laughs> <Exactly>. cream baby <laughs> <laughs> that's why we have double stuff oreos right you know what right. i'm saying so in a way the phrase almost doesn't make sense yeah like, as, as a negative descriptor of, one, the idea that there is a unilateral expression of what it is to be black seems reductive. Mm -hmm. But then also the idea that the inside part of the Oreo is the worst part or is the part that makes you disingenuine doesn't make any sense right. to me. Right, right. <laughs> as like a strictly physical thing, it kind of makes sense. But in a more symbolic manner, it almost seems denigrating mm. to like the idea of blackness not just the person yeah. you're using it on which is my thing and that's not to say that the word better because somebody called us an oreo but it's to say that generally speaking the best part of a person is the middle. exactly and so it just makes sense that we would move exist 
think and live like that yeah we deserve to be celebrated all the complexities in the within us are the the dopest parts and when you when you come to understand those parts of a human being it's it's beautiful it's beautiful to to explore those those areas that make someone really who they are so oreo boys and and i think that's the entire point of why we're doing this yeah because one of the big things we're trying to do is explore that context not just for ourselves but in the music that allowed us to move operate and explore that in ourselves yeah and that leads us into the focus of every single podcast that's coming is going to be some song album or moment that's represented in the radio show and for this podcast that is the untouchable album some rap songs by earl sweatshirt yes i think it's safe to say that that's probably the album i most anticipated by the time it yeah, came same I was of last of 2018 because I, I just remember thinking at what point did it hit that like Earl was making an album at what point last year do you think it was last year well uh, there were so many points though he he's been dropping like Lucy's or performing Lucy's for since like 2017 you know for me when it when it like when it really hit was when the first single dropped, like when Nowhere to Go came out, honestly, because I I I kind of lost hope that the album was coming because there was so many. He would perform all of these. You detoxed it. You're at detox yeah, level, man. like bro. It's never Yo, coming. I was I was there. I was there. That's crazy. So it yeah, it didn't become real until like Nowhere to Go came out. I was like, okay, this is actually happening. Like the album is coming. Cause I was like, man, he's playing with our he's playing with our emotions, man. Like this man is never gonna drop the album. Dog. When was it for you though? Let me think. There was a point at which. Before any single came out, where, actually no, let me back up. When he was on tour and he canceled his tour after his dad died, uh-huh. and they cited yeah, yeah. like he was just going through stuff. That was the first moment where I was like, "There's a chance that he's also making music." And turns out yeah. he had already started making music by that point. That was right. the first time I thought we might get something from Earl, and that. Yo. I have a hard time admitting that because I think one of the biggest things that we ask our artists to do is like process pain. And so every time we see pain in an artist we like, we're like, okay, this this album's gonna be nice. You know what I'm saying? Right. Which is I feel bad I feel off about that. Yeah, it's a weird thing. It is a weird thing that we kind of expect that whenever whenever something like that is publicized, we, we kind of expect greatness you know we expect something beautiful to come out of the art i don't know how to feel about it either but i mean i don't know it kind of reminds me of song 31 the no name song that came out on new year's that line like we Hmm. sell pain for profit that's what i feel like part of music is that's crazy if you think about it no it really is like a great example is kanye not like Mm. current kanye because we don't want to we just want to forget current kanye like one example is when his mom died people were probably like we have something we have a classic inbound and then when he was going through right. stuff with like nike and everything that gave us Jesus. it feels like yeah. an artist is going through something that's when fans seem to clamor for music more fans have like a super yeah. inverse relationship with the people behind the music that we like that's true i mean but i mean how how should we react though you know like i don't know what the appropriate way to have that type of relationship with the music should be you know yeah it's tough but i do i do feel weird about it 
I don't know. I feel like you just don't want to be the dude that's on somebody's Twitter or Instagram every time they post something like, yo, drop the album. I feel like that's oh, a good yeah, first no. step. <laughs> you don't want to be the guy that's yeah. like, Chance is tweeting that he's engaged and you're like, yo, drop the album. Yeah, no, you can't be that guy. That's, that's just, I feel like that's the number one rule. Like, throw that out. You just don't want to be the, hey, yeah. give me the music don't. no matter what guy. And you don't want to be the guy liking that guy's comment or tweet. <laughs> you don't want to be involved in that at, at all. all. That's not it. Not at all. And that leads us back to Earl. Because there was that moment where I was like, yo, he's going through a lot. We might be getting an album. And then a little bit later, I saw, I think it was Alchemist. Alchemist was like, yo, I've heard the Earl album. It's terrific. Yeah. That was the first time yeah. I was like, yo, it's coming. <laughs> And yeah, then nowhere man. to go drop. When I saw Alchemist tweet, oh my god, that was yeah. it. I was out then. I was out, bro. Because one of the, one of the things that's crazy about this album is that is, I mean, I connected so so many people connected so deeply with this. But the reason why it's perfect for this show is because I feel like he is in the liminal, literally in the liminal space right now. Earl is in it to a certain extent. So am I. And a lot of a lot of those lines in nowhere to go, word for word, like I connected with. It's crazy how when someone is as vulnerable as as Earl is as Earl was as scary as that was for him he's he's given so many people a voice who have been in those situations and who have felt the things that he's felt so many songs that you know I'm sure we'll get into but like it's it's yeah it's crazy how deeply I connected with the album and how it was set up the production the lyrics it's just a feeling that is either you understand it or you don't exactly and i definitely understood it for sure one of the biggest signifiers to the idea of liminality in this album are how earl opens the album the first two words that you hear are the proclamation imprecise words which is like a mission statement of of sorts it's him Hmm. opening up an album saying that hey everything i'm about to say is imprecise it's a lack of precision and then he, crazy. he goes on for so many points and moments. Like, Veins immediately is one of my favorite tracks. And I yeah. looked back on it after a couple of weeks, and I was like, this is one of my favorite tracks all time. And one of the biggest things about it is just that it's superhuman, extremely mundane and human. And yeah. a lot of it is just him being willing to wake up and say, like, I'm at peace and I'm okay with everything. And I'm alive, and I'm getting better with every single breath. Yeah. And Yo, so... Dude, that's a tough that's thing so to get to. Oh, it's so hard. There's so many songs that also carry that theme of of peace and being able to be settled with with the highs and lows. One of my favorite songs on, uh, on the project is Red Water. Oh, uh, I think that's the second song on there. Yeah. And the reason why I love it so much is, it, like... The song itself feels like a prayer almost because he's repeating these lines, that set of lines over and over again. And I feel like that line, how's it start? He says, I know I'm a king, stock on my shoulder. I, I was sinking. sinking. I know, I know I, I that can I can lead. Like that line is crazy. He also says that line in the first in Sh- song, Shattered Dreams. Exactly. He sets that up. Ain't nobody. T- yeah, dude. It's like, why ain't nobody tell me I was sinking? Why nobody tell me I could leave? Like, that's crazy. Right, dude. And oftentimes that's the hardest part about trauma and dealing with difficult things is that you get so, so comfortable within it, so settled within it that you don't know anything else other than what your current situation is. And that's why it can feel so, 
so difficult. You can feel so trapped because you don't know any other reality. Exactly. But and that's that's the toughest thing to realize that oh wow I I can leave. I can get out of the situation. I can. It's it's crazy. It's crazy how much I connected with that line. What's wild to me about some rap songs as a whole is how self-aware Earl is. And I think that's yeah. That's like the the pinnacle of being in a liminal space is being able to recognize it. Right, right. Because sometimes you know, like for example, in my current situation, graduated college two years ago and mm-hmm. going to grad school in the fall. But sometimes it's obvious to look at and be like, I'm in the middle of two things. Like I'm transitioning between two things. I'm not there yet. That's liminality in that sense. I'm like in a liminal educational period. But in other ways, you don't recognize that. You're just, you're sinking. Right. Other times you don't know that. It's hard to see. And that's Earl. Honestly, him opening up that album with imprecise words is him recognizing that like being in the middle of something, it's hard, it's hard to tell. Yeah. Like you can't tell the forest from the trees. You don't know what's going on. And that's Earl. And I love that he asked the question, why didn't anybody tell me I was sinking? Because part right. of it is having people. Right. And that's what's... That's so huge. That's what some rap songs does. It kind of like pulls in everything that he'd need to kind of figure it out. This album's beautiful. Like, it's it's honestly... It's a masterpiece, man. I can't, I can't say enough about it. If you haven't listened to some rap songs, please go do so. It's an incredible piece of work. And I love December 24th, which is the song that is in the set list. Yeah. Yes. Which is the other thing. That's one of my favorites, too. We could go for legitimately another hour and a half just talking about this album. <laughs> Real talk. Honestly, I could talk about it all day. <laughs> Moving on the idea of like things that we liked a lot that were in the set list. Obviously, we both like December 24th to get them out. But I want to hear yeah. what a favorite like moment in the set list is for you. Yeah. Um, for me, it was that uh, that Be Kool-Aid joint, uh, Dear Summer. I think it was... I don't know, man. I, I think it was really you that really made me start digging more into this this lo-fi stuff man like i was i was already a, a huge fan of those guys that initial set of songs that you sent me and just the songs that you've been sending me over the past couple of weeks have all been like lo-fi gems and so i got really into be kool-aid and i found that song and to flip the jay-z sample the way they did i love that song so much that's probably my moment if you don't know b kool-aid is pink sifu and ali pink sifu being the vocalist ali being the producer yep. it's like a match made in heaven they're crazy yeah it's beautiful it's insane and the crazy thing about pink sifu is that he makes all of the music that he wants to in whatever style yeah he doesn't care like if you if you haven't listened to ensley his album from last year that's something you immediately need please to go do. please go check that out Ainsley is crazy. It's, it's nuts. He he just does whatever he wants. He's pulling samples from random places. He's singing, whispering, humming, rapping, yeah. like everything. Everything. Th- it's so creative, so original. I think my moment is the Solange. I love a seat at the mm. table, and I legitimately yes. think that Where Do We Go might be my it might be my favorite song. It's hard to say. I had to stop to think one, about but- it. <laughs> there's some jams on that album bro there's joints all over that album but that it's, no that's I'll, that's up there for me too i think the thing about that song that's perfectly solange is the way that she emotes listlessness in a really specific sense of a family actually having nowhere to go 
but also the yeah. way that she sings that hook yeah expresses listlessness in an emotional way huh yeah <laughs> she's so good i love man. that song it's uh where's the solange album at bro oh we don't let's skip that's that. a whole other subject yeah that's that a whole other yeah, yeah, yeah i don't want to talk about it yet so let's do this let's give these people a little bit more about you and i i am okay. edward i like to think of will and i as like a journalist dj duo journalist he's the dj we're like yep. eric b and rakim if you think about it <laughs> let's go hey that's dope bro um <laughs> so i write a little bit i write for uh, central sauce um centralsauce.com plug 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 um i also have a plug. couple bylines on dj booth so i'm just getting started don't really know what i'm doing but i'm having fun with it that's all that matters that's right. i mentioned earlier graduated college trying to figure out what's next but that's all of us tell the people yep. about you will my name is will uh i graduated from the same college that ed did went to azusa pacific university shortly after that actually probably like a year later I, I started going to a music school called los angeles college of music studying music business just recently dropped out of los angeles college of music <laughs> after a quarter but it's all power good moves. you know what i'm saying We're making it work power moves baby but yeah i'm a producer i'm a dj and yeah i love music i'm pursuing that very very strongly right now that is me the other thing that we want to do is obviously this whole thing is rooted around music so rather than just tell us who we are we're just going to give you a peek at our music taste so the question that we're both going to tackle is we're going to give you three albums moments or things that you were listening to all throughout 2018 doesn't matter when it was released just something anything yeah um, will give me your first one i feel like we're gonna have the same stuff i already know let me see <laughs> uh so my first one is care for me an album by saba that is, I don't know when the album came out, but yeah, Saba's amazing. That album is incredible. The production, the lyrics, the storytelling, the project from front to back is so good. And I've been constantly listening to it. And Saba's been putting out singles too the past couple of months, and they've all been so dope. He's, I, I have such high hopes for him in 2019, man. He's really dope. So yeah, that's that's my first one music moment of 2018. Yeah, we, we actually share that one. I kind of cheated. My real music moment that i wanted to refer to is just the chicago takeover uh you and the yeah, fact see? that we the fact that we have a chicago takeover and has nothing to do with chance feels kind of weird but i like yeah, it i love it Saba, chicago is no going name. crazy right now can we say smino also yeah we can say smino okay he's technically from st louis but right I just, but they adopted him just, exactly and then Mick Jenkins also. Yeah, we got Mick Just in the there. fact there's so much good stuff coming up out of the Midwest. Um, but Saba Care For Me, album of the year for me. How about you? Yo, I can't argue with it. It's it's either that or some rap songs for me. For me, it's some rap songs, but I mean, I, res I respect Care For Me too. That's that's a close second for me, Care For Me. It's like 1A, 1B. And the entire thing centers around the loss of his cousin. Yeah. It's like an album yeah. about mourning. It really is. It's just a beautiful eulogy, for lack of a better Dude. expression. Yeah, um, all right, I'll give my second thing. Mine has nothing to do with 2018 in the slightest, but it's I was on a heavy Neo Soul kick all of last year i love i it. listen to way more voodoo and mama's gun by erica badu than i should have <laughs> bro no what do you mean what there's no there's no limit never a limit <laughs> never bro tell, okay i was going through this earlier the last six songs of mama's gun is one of the wildest six song stretches in music yo i gotta go back i haven't i haven't listened in so long i'm gonna I'm gonna pull this up. It starts with AD 2000, and then oh, you have yeah. Orange Moon, yeah. which is a wild song, 
And then you come out of Orange Moon with In Love With You. Oh, my gosh. And then yeah. these last three tracks. Crazy. Bro, the last three tracks will blow your... It's Bag Lady. With Roy? So, yeah. Time's a wasting, And then Green oh Eyes. Yeah, Mama's Gun is crazy. That album is... It's is insane. that... Is that... Yeah, that album's crazy. Like, is Mama's Gun better than Baduism? I, I think so. Woof. I, I think so, too. I That's actually tough, had this though. conversation recently. You did? Yeah. It's, for me, personally, I put it over quick. People sleep really, on Mama's Gun, though. I don't really hesitate to say that I like it more than ba- Baduism. I think Baduism has more, like, historical significance. Yeah. See, for me, I, I haven't thought about Mama's Gun that way. Yeah, for me, it's always been Baduism, bro. That's the album that's always been slapping in the house. My mom loves that album. But, yeah, my, well, now that I think of it, and you bring up those six songs, now I'm thinking about it. It's like, dang, Mama's Gun had joints on it. Like, honestly, I don't know that Baduism has a stretch that touches that for me. Yeah, I don't I don't think so either. I think one of the big things that put me in this position is that Tiny Desk concert. The way she does Green Eyes. Yeah, oh my gosh. Oof. Yeah, that Tiny Desk was crazy. They've all been so good this year. But that, that one, that one was the one. That was the one. And then, I haven't even said anything about Voodoo, but like, both of those albums, just like heavy on the Neo Soap this year. Voodoo, man. Voodoo is... That's a ten out of ten. A perfect, right a there. perfect album. Yeah, a perfect Easy. album. We've talked about no this. hesitation. Yeah, no but hesitation. Front to back, ten out of ten. Exactly. Give me your second moment. Yeah, my second music moment is "A Whack World" by Tierra Whack. Oof. Fifteen minutes, one minute tracks. Most original, creative piece of work that I've heard in a long time. And yeah, that album just, I don't know, made me think so much about the state of music and how we consume it and how genius it was of her to release the album in the way that she did. It was one of those things where I feel like a lot of producers and creators like myself, like it, it got put out and we were all just like, why didn't I think of that? It was one of those moments where was like, damn, that was just, that was perfect. And there's- Girl said that yeah. exact same thing. Yeah. He said, I've been trying to figure this out for the last three years. And Solange was like, yes, me too i'm telling you like we all were like yo she just did it yeah it's it's crazy i can't i don't even know how to put to words how original that was and how difficult it is to replicate what she did i think using the 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 best description you can give it is a visual album but even that feels like it pales in comparison to what you're actually getting because it's 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 a lot more there's there's so many different storytelling techniques there's the different genres that are within it it's just it's just tear whack like there's not there's nothing really that you could you just have to watch it and experience it and realize that damn there's no other artist like this she's unbelievably bouncy as a person and as a musician yeah and i mean bouncy in the sense that she's always going from one thing to the next thing to the next thing and whack world does exactly that it does one moment it's pop the next moment it's like country music yeah and the next it's like trap soul yeah she's just like trapping she's so beat. versatile man everywhere and you could tell that she's a person that truly music is all feeling for her there is no formula for how she does this she goes into the studio and does what she feels even the song one of my favorite songs that's not on the album that song mumbo jumbo where it's a little there's there's no lyrics you could tell i mean she literally went in the studio and she kept the reference track a lot of the times artists go in the studio and will mumble and that's how that's their process of getting melodies and they put lyrics to those melodies later and she just kept the reference track because it sounded dope and it does sound dope like i love that song so much but that's just an example of her just it's all feeling music is just a feeling and she expresses herself and it there's no limits for her it's also not inconceivable that she just made that 
album like that or a song like that. It also yeah, is no, yeah. nominated. I know nice. that is crazy. That's crazy. That she came from nowhere and has and she's a gr- Grammy nominated video. The video is insane. Yeah, the video is dope, man. That's a that's a really 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 good moment. Yeah. I think it's it my is. turn. So I'm going to throw another one at. Uh my third one is it's Ariana and Pharrell. Oh. I think just the combination I realized that at some point I fell in love with Pharrell, Pharrell's drum kit. I think it happened a long time ago, and then I just kind of like forgot about it for a whole long time. And then since Pharrell has kind of like popped up back on the scene mm-hmm. at whatever point he did, I've just like slowly come to the realization that when I hear that four count at the beginning of a track, it's you already know what's going on. And Ariana Grande's voice is something I like more than you, I, you probably would expect. Yeah. So the combination of those two things on Sweetener, to me, there's like two halves of Sweetener. There's the Pharrell half and then like the not Pharrell half. And I only want <laughs> yeah. one half and I'll let you guess which one it is. No, that's, that's fact. Like Rem. Oh my goodness. Wonderful. Off the top, we have Rem. We have Sweetener. Successful. No, maybe not successful. Damn, I'm trying to think of all the Pharrell I, tracks. I really don't know. Sweetener. Everywhere. We're at the point where if Pharrell's there, I'm we'll there. talk. And he was on Sweetener, so I'm there too. <laughs> And so I ended up spinning that album a lot more than it probably reasonably should have gotten spun, considering all of the good music that came out last year. Dog, 2018 was crazy, man. we had a lot. It was, it was lot. almost too much. It was too yeah, much. Yeah, it was too much. I still can't process it. That's a good moment right there. Let me hear your last one. My last one, Iridescence, Brockhampton. And this was a, mm. an album that went under the radar, I feel like at least. But uh, I'm a huge Brockhampton fan. I love just the idea. I mean, I just love the idea of teamwork and the idea of friendship. And they, I feel like they represent that so well. I love how original and creative their music is. Yeah, Iridescence really showed the maturity of the group. Really showed how, how much they've grown as a team. And all of the production is so original and dope. That's something that just blows me away. Every, every project that they come out with seems like they progress in some different way production-wise. Another group that has no, you know, no boundaries, it feels like. And I love listening to stuff like that where, you know, you listen to it and it feels like there really were no limits to what they they were doing in the studio. There were no, they felt completely free when they were making it. And I'm all about that. And Iridescence feels like that to me. It's not my favorite Brockhampton project, but it made me really happy to see that they progress. They they keep progressing. And it's a a moment for me i i I love that's something i've always sought after too is is that that team environment that that brotherhood and friendship environment so whenever i see something like that i i always just connect with it because it's something that i feel like that i never really had and so i i love i love seeing seeing that so that's my moment broadcampton you said that it's not your favorite broadcampton album which one is uh saturation 2 and i know that's the one that people all that's that's never the one people say Saturation 2 is my favorite one because Star is the first Brockhampton song that I ever heard. That's when we fall okay. in love with them, and that's the project that I slapped the most when I when I discovered them. What's yours? I, I'm i actually not really big on Brockhampton. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I said, I said Star. It's not that I, Star is on Saturation 1, but Saturation 2 is still my favorite project. Yeah, I was, it's got four yeah. letters, so that, yeah, you're right. There you go. I'm not really big on Brockhampton, and it's not because I don't like them. It's just I haven't for what – there's – too much music i think and it's just not something that stuck yeah. super hard granted there were moments on saturation three where i so i'd have to say that that's my favorite of their project there were a couple moments on saturation three where i heard it the first time and i was like 
yo, this is yeah, this three is slaps. Real deal. And it's not that I didn't believe it up until that point, but it's I think Saturation Three was the first time, like the first time I heard Johnny. Yeah. yeah. That was probably the moment where I was like, okay. Yeah, Johnny and those are some those are some records right there. Those are the two moments where I was like, "Yo!" And iridescence is is really it's tight. My thing about Brockhampton is that you mentioned it; they do so much and they do it all really yeah. well. I think that moment, the transition from New Orleans to Thug yeah, Life, yeah, yeah, yeah. so clean. That that might be my single favorite Brockhampton moment. And they're yeah, they just don't. They do everything like. I just I like their story like people I don't know music these days it's about a story and a brand and I hate to say that but it's becoming more about that and for me that's something I connected with so much was Brockhampton's story of meeting on Kanye to the and saying you know what let's form a boy band together let's all get in this house and make music and they were all in this house in LA creating music and they dropped three albums in a year that's just a dope ass story something that you could you could relate to that the idea of just working hard with your friends and putting out something without help you know from ma- from a major label like that's just a hundred percent that's fire and the kind of group and camaraderie that they made they didn't just grab a bunch of rappers they grabbed some rappers they grabbed a singer and bareface they grabbed producers and videographers like exactly. Brockhampton is a collective right that makes music it feels like yeah exactly which is big to their spirit yeah that's fire <laughs> i love brock canton man <laughs> i can tell all right so the next question to wrap up like who we are is this question of like why are we doing this now like what's changed what's happened why music why liminal space yeah. now yeah that's a good question one of the big questions I had when, when coming up with this whole thing and, and thinking about how we wanted to go about it was consuming music is really hard these days. Consuming music responsibly, I guess, is really hard these days because you have so much access and there's so much coming out every day, every week, every month that, you know, it feels like we don't really give it music the attention it deserves. And so one of the things that I wanted Liminal Space to be about was giving people a more focused way of consuming music where I come up with a DJ set um, of particular songs that I love and that I think other people will love. And we talk about them in a detailed fashion so that we could live with the songs, live with the music and give music the attention it really deserves because music is everything. You know, music is, I can't even put words to it. It keeps us alive and it deserves so much attention. It deserves at least to us, I know it, it deserves to be analyzed, it deserves to be talked about, and it deserves to be lived with. And so that's why why music, why liminal space. I, I really do want to offer people an alternative way of listening to music, and I know we both we both want that. And so that's that's why music for me. I resonate with everything you just said. Music has been there for me always, and there to keep me sane, and there to as our tagline says it's there to soundtrack transition yeah and in the course of understanding what liminality is and figuring it out for myself and understanding that it's hard to know it's hard to move and it's hard to figure out what's going on when you're in that i realized that music has been there for me in the midst of that always right and i realized also that that relationship was mostly one way before it was a lot of me taking from music and like allowing myself to be filled up this is a chance and also writing is a chance to kind of give back Mm. kind of contribute to the community and build it up and share 
some of that love, some of that passion, and some of that context. That's the main goal for me in a lot of this. Yeah, definitely. So moving forward a little bit, we have to start thinking about what Liminal Space is going to look like in the future, what 2019 is going to look like for this collective. Mm -hmm. And before we do that, Let's look at what 2019 is going to look like for the music. What are the things, while we're thinking of like things that we want Liminal Space to grow into and be throughout 2019, Mm -hmm. a fun thought experiment is to think about what are the things that we want to happen in music in 2019. So give me, right now you're making a wish list, a Christmas wish list, and you want everything to be checked off by the time 2019 ends. What are your three things? I got one. We mentioned it earlier. And I just need more Tierra whack. Yeah. Period. Yeah. In any context. Period. I need Tierra. So that's my first. That's the first thing on my wish list. Okay. You got something for me? I got something. I feel like we might share this one, but um, I need I need a knowledge and Meek Mill official EP. I I need that. Meek. I need knowledge and knowledge Meek. has been crying in the studio. Dog. Trying to get you to hop on a a beat. No- what are you waiting for? Meek, stop playing with knowledge and rap on this man's beats. He needs that. We need that. Yeah, that's the moment. I, need. I Just to hear, knowledge knowledge, and Meek are a perfect combination. Like, hearing those crazy soul samples and Meek's high-pitched, aggressive voice cutting through is, like, the craziest combo ever. I need that. For people that lack context, knowledge has been <laughs> making these, like, Meek beat tapes where he's taking Meek vocals and just layering them over his beat. And they're crazy. They're so good. Yeah. And Meek is still just refuses to hop on an actual knowledge beat he hasn't done it yet and he's been doing meek beat tapes for years and we haven't gotten an official collab yet it's time that's crazy to me yeah um all right my second thing 18 was a little quiet for tde even though everybody else seemed to drop so i need 2019 to be a tde takeover i'm I'll waiting for it. q i'm waiting for zay i'm waiting for absol and give me SZA or Kendrick. I don't need both. One or the other is cool. Yeah. I need, I for sure need Q, Isaiah Rashad, and Absol. Yeah, I feel that. I need Kendrick, bro. I'm, I need Kendrick. I'm going to be honest with you. It's time. It's bro, time. It's been a year. He it's, did Black Panther. It's time. He wasn't even, I don't count that as a Kendrick album, bro. Bro, he was on every single song. Was he? Yes. <sighs> I don't know, bro. I, was, I need the Kendrick album, bro. Bro, it's been two <laughs> years since damn. I'm ready. You're going to have to cool I'm your I'm ready, bro. All right, but so my second one is I need that J. Cole Kendrick, bro. <laughs> I need It's time. What? It's time for the J. Cole Kendrick collab, the album. When are we getting it? Bro, you know what is I just it? thought about? They're doing the Dream Chasers, not Dream Chasers. The Revenge of the Dreamers? Yeah, Revenge of the Dreamers. Yeah. They're sending out the golden tickets. Yep. Has anybody from TDE got one? I don't think. They're in competition, bro. Like, it's, it's a real thing. I really do feel like they... It's TDE versus Dreamville right now. These are the two strongest rap collectives that are, are out in music right now. I mean, I agree. I think TDE low-key washes Dreamville, but... Right yeah, now they do, but this is right. the Dreamville this Dreamville season, bro. We're going to see. <laughs> We're about to see 2019 how Dreamville comes. I'm, I'm on record as like not a big J. Cole fan, and I'm recognizing that with this Revenge of the Dreamers 3, the way... They've got Saba, Smino, Mane Booker, to start naming names, and they're they're in yeah, Atlanta they're right there. now. There's no way J Cole, like feature J Cole that popped up after KOD last year, Bro. is a monster. Yep. If that's what we're getting all 2019, it's 
it's, it's gonna be different you're gonna hop on the j cole train i'm ready i cannot wait till the day that you put respect <laughs> on my man's name it's gonna be beautiful bro all right you almost had me with that second song on our set list his verse on a lot the 21 savage song crazy not, that's the j if j cole brought that energy to his own albums i know he's doing narrative and he's doing stories bro. but you can still do those things and rap with that energy that that he be energy? rapping like that you just Yo. don't hear you don't listen to him ed i'm telling you bro no bro it's that he's he needs to stop producing his own beats uh, on his own albums nah. and hop on a nah. Keith beat <laughs> and, and just let oh, it ride nah. he's That's never it. selling out bro give no. me that selling out no what? he's cold bro, bro stop it i need i need the Vince soul staples had kenny beats produce fm there's no such thing as selling I'm, out. I'm, that's not that's that's Vince, okay? I I, I need the Stop soul it. samples from Cole and the KOD was the perfect. He did. Oh my god! I don't want to talk about this with you, bro. I can't. I can't do it, bro. Who produced a lot? Cause that's a soul sample. That was DJ Dahi, I believe. Yeah, we'll let him do a Cole album. That'd be fire. Anybody? I'm not telling you Cole's a bad producer. I just need the variety. But KOD was all trap beats, bro. The first half of it was by intention. I'm not telling you that like. Historically speaking, he's been less inclined to kinetic beats like that. KOD is definitely a, a break of form. It is. And I, it was refreshing. I liked it. It's fire. But all I'm saying is that if we have a full year of feature J. Cole. Yeah, yeah. It's over. It's, it's over. over for it's the over. rest of hip hop. You're about to go off this year. I'm ready. I'll, I'll be honest. The J. Cole haters like me are quaking. Oh, yeah. I can feel right it. Now. I feel y'all shaking. Bro, if he shows up, it's over. It. 2019. <laughs> I can't wait either. That's it. Okay, I'm gonna give you my third wish list All item. Right. I we honestly we, we might have the exact we same might, thing. We might. But it's Solange. Yeah, that's definitely my third too. Bro, I need, I need Sol- Solange. You told me you were gonna drop before the year ended last yeah, year. She played with us. And I have nothing. She played us. I'm mad. It's time. I need more Solange. I don't know how you follow up. Yeah, dude. That I don't know. I don't know what to expect, man. What's the last thing you expect on the Solange album? That's reasonable. Or like the craziest thing that you could kind of see happening. I got one. If Solange comes in on some like trap beats at some point on this album, that'll be it. I'm out. Why not? Let her do anything she wants. Like a tear of whack feature would blow up. But that's is that also your third then? Yeah, that's definitely my third. I need Solange in 2019. Yeah. I need the album. I need it. I need yeah, it soon. There's no way. I got the opposite of a wish list item. I know we need to move on, but the thing I don't want in 2019 is a, is Yandi. I, I don't want Yandi. <laughs> tell Ye to just tell Ye to Yo, put that on a floppy disk and throw we it. We talked in the about ocean. this briefly, but I feel like <laughs> Yandi is going to be amazing. I just have a feeling, and I, I'm I'm not you know I'm not rocking with Kanye right now. We all know this, but I do feel like this album is gonna be is gonna be good. I I want it. I'm ready. We're gonna. I feel like we're gonna we're gonna we're we're gonna get it. Yeah, I can't front. If we're gonna listen to gonna it. Listen like it's to gonna it. come out and we're gonna be hyped. Like come on now. Like yeah, you're right. <laughs> come on, I'm bro. I accept that. Yeah, I don't be, know, man. I don't. I I know. I'm I, I'm ready. For, I'm I want it. I'm gonna be honest. I want I want y'all. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen and I'm waiting for it. But I'm worried that it's not actually going to be that good. Because I don't think Ye was that good. Yeah, but I feel like he knows Ye wasn't that good. And he is he doesn't want to rush anymore. He, he I feel like he accepted the criticism. Everyone told him that it felt rushed. Everyone said that he, they didn't like it. And now he's really trying to create something special. That's what, what I feel like. in Kanye's manner of the last year makes you think he's listening to anyone? <laughs> That's a good point. He listens. I do feel like he listens. He just doesn't care. He listens. He, li- he listens. 
And it just takes him a, a while, a long, long time to act on it. His entire thing has been that he <laughs> is uncontrollable and he's a free spirit. And you're telling me you think he's going to listen to the idea that we all thought yay. And to be honest, a lot of the Wyoming projects, they were just hasty. Daytona was the only sharp and clear Wyoming yep. project. I disagree. There I, were good Kissy moments Ghost on was amazing ones, to me. I know we we disagree on that, but I feel like I feel like Kissy Ghost, I think Daytona, yeah. Those were the two. Those are the two. But yeah, you're right. For the most part, they were pretty underwhelming projects. And it's not even just necessarily underwhelming. Yeah. It just felt rushed. Almost. Yeah. No, it does. It sense. does. I don't know if that And a lot of people sense. were attached. I feel like he was more attached to the idea of he was going to drop five albums week after week than actually creating, you know, good music. Exactly. We'll see, man. I feel like Yandi might be dope. I hope it is. And I hope it's his last album, Low Key. Last? You want him to mic drop on this? There's no way he mic'd. I need him to, at the very least, continue producing for people. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Production wise, I would love for him to keep making beats, but I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for him to hang it up, bro. It's just, it's that's just, wild. It's too hard for me to be a Kanye fan right now. Like, it's so hard. I can't do this anymore. This is a difficult relationship. <laughs> like, because I love this man's music so much, <laughs> but it's, I do not like the wrong it. Word. This is like low key an abusive relationship. It is. It is abusive. I can't do this. Like, man, he does not care about me. He doesn't. He does not. It's so sad, honestly. Like, he's playing us. <laughs> I guess that's what being a fan is, though. It really is. It's a roller coaster, man. You got to ride or die. <laughs> when shit hits the fan, is you still a fan? <laughs> that's the question. Come on. That's real, bro. <laughs> Let's talk about what we're going to do for the rest of 2019. Yes, yes, yes. A couple things. We're just going to run through it kind of quick. The first thing is expect to hear from us every two weeks. If all goes well. Yeah. If all goes well, you're going to get radio show and a podcast from us every two weeks. So yep. we're going to commit to that and try and make that happen 2019. The other thing that we need to emphasize and reiterate is how connected the entire collective is as a whole. How important it is to process this half of liminal space with the radio show. The whole point of it at the end of the day is to share music, engage with music and get integrated into it yeah. in a way that the podcast and the show are two halves of the same whole. The show's our way to say, hey, this is the music, and the podcast is our way to offer some conversation around it. You don't get to have one without the other, really. Yeah, we want this to be a new way of consuming music. So we want you to be able to live with, with the music and think about it, listen to what we have to say, form your own opinions, and enjoy it in a different, fresh way. So, yeah. 100%. So with that... We just want to say Liminal Space is here, it's growing, and it's coming at you live all 2019. Yes, sir. And with that, we're going to sign off. This is Liminal Space Podcast. Thanks for listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. This is your soundtrack to transition. Peace. Peace.